Hey everyone, happy Advent, Merry Christmas, and a happy new year. We're back with one last episode for the month of December, and walking through the book titled The Crook in the Lot by Thomas Boston. And essentially, this book is a book about suffering and affliction and what are God's purposes uh, in our afflictions. And if you are joining us for the first time, or if you need a reminder, uh, one of the reasons for these afflictions that God permits or even orchestrates in our lives is for the purpose of humbling us uh, to remove any pride that may be in our hearts and to put ourselves in a position where we are casting ourselves upon the Lord. It's It's a great, great book. And uh, not a very uh, easy to read. I mean, it's it's not difficult to understand, but uh, is it is written by a Puritan. Uh, at times, you will have uh, the, uh, the 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 thous uh, and these, <laughs> and it is. Uh, but regardless, uh, it is a it is a good book. And so we are concluding. We're concluding this episode, or concluding uh, this this series for the month of December. And so let me give you some concluding thoughts uh, that I've drawn from the crook and the lot. Now, as we are going through uh, affliction and going through suffering, what are, how do we, how do we get through them? How do we persevere? How do we endure? And one way, and this is probably the most obvious you can probably guess. And one way is to pray. Now, I know that may sound really cliche, and you might want uh, something, I don't know, something something novel, perhaps, something you didn't think about uh, when it comes to handling affliction. But but the way to persevere and do, endure affliction is to, is to pray, is to pray without ceasing, continue to come before the Lord and, and ask for relief. And many times we become discouraged and we stop praying. But the Lord may be orchestrating this this particular affliction in your life in order to help you, in order to develop you into a man or woman of prayer so that you may continue to come before the Lord uh, without giving up. And, and you know what? And another way that we can remain that we can remain uh, confident in the Lord and trusting in the Lord when we are going through affliction is is to remember that the afflictions are temporary uh, now there are some afflictions that are lifelong but many of them are temporary the thing to remember is that God will lift you up God means to do so and it is at the right time. When the Lord does lift you up out of the affliction, it is because it was the right time. And know that God will not do it a moment too soon, and neither will he do it a moment too late. God means to lift you up. And, and so it is it is waiting upon the Lord. It is trusting in the Lord. right? As the word says, uh, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up on wings like eagles. We must continue to wait upon the Lord. And for some, the relief or that uplifting 
uh, may not come until the afterlife, until you are in eternity with God and with Christ. And that says we all experience the same uplifting. And but there are some like it might be a terminal illness or some kind of handicap that might be that might be your sort of thorn in your flesh. And it is something that you will struggle with for the rest of your life. But God provides some momentary relief throughout your journey. And so it is trusting that God means to uplift you in some way, shape or form. And it may be uh, permanently or it may be temporarily, but it will not come a moment too soon. It's not a matter of if, but it is a matter of when. And it's important to remember that. And one thing else to encourage you as you go through affliction is to look at God's faithfulness and trusting in the providence of God and how God has delivered others. You can look to the scriptures. You can look at several examples, uh, such as uh, such as Noah, for example, uh, who he and his family were, as he says, buried alive in the ark for more than a year. And they eventually they were brought out. Uh, Abraham and Sarah were childed for many years. And then God gave them the promised son. Israel was in the long, it was, uh, in, it was in Egypt as slaves for hundreds of years until God rescued them. And even the Lord Jesus suffered affliction in his lifetime. And then God lifted him up. It is not, again, it's not a matter of if, but it is a matter of when. God's deliverances do come and they are assured for those who who trust in him now something else that i want to conclude with is in second corinthians 4 17 the apostle paul says for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison uh, the book of romans in chapter 8 uh, says something to that effect uh, that uh, that the that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glories, the eternal glory that awaits us, and it does make me think about the the effect that present affliction has upon us with regards to future glory, you know, and I I would assume that once we enter into heaven that we will recollect our life here on earth and it, it and i think second corinthians 4 17 seems to hint at that that you will remember your life here uh, you may remember your choices the consequences of your choices you'll remember the good the bad the mistakes you've made you might remember the sins that you have done uh, so there's this this is it's just so odd to think about uh, it's it, it's difficult to grasp that you can that you will go into heaven and be perfected, receive a glorified body, be in a state where you will not even want to sin, but yet you remember your past life and you will remember your former sins. And and even Paul says that when we are lifted up into heaven, that when we see Christ, that we will be changed in an instant. And so it, it, I, I don't know about you, but it's it's hard uh, it's hard to kind of uh, reconcile that reality that you will be changed in an instant, and yet 
that the afflictions that we experience now in this life is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory. And so uh, I don't know how, but God is using suffering and affliction in order to prepare you uh, to uh, experience this uh, this change, uh, this transformation when you behold the Lord Jesus Christ. They are doing something now in your life that will have some kind of effect for you when you are glorified. And so this is combination of you'll be changed in an instant, and yet the present afflictions are preparing you to be changed in an instant. So it's I'm not exactly sure how to reconcile those things, but the Bible seems to affirm both of those things. And so when we, when it comes to endurance and suffering affliction, it's remembering that God is using it in order to prepare you for an eternal weight of glory. And it's not that Paul is making light of your present suffering. I mean, he says this light momentary affliction, but I think he's pointing to the temporary temporariness making up a word there, of, of afflictions that they don't compare to the eternal weight of glory that is coming your way, that these temporary afflictions are, are getting you ready for that. And, and so it's, it's seeing them through that lens that God is using them in order to prepare you for the glory that's coming. And so I, I pray that that's, that's encouraging to you if you are suffering some kind of affliction right now. I pray that the Lord would encourage you with that and that that would be a helpful reminder to you or that would be helpful knowledge to you if you have never heard that before and this is something new to you. And so let us look to the eternal weight of glory that is coming our way and that our life here on earth though it may be full of suffering and affliction, that in comparison to what is coming, that it is light. And when we are, when we come to that state of eternal glory, we will look back on our lives here on earth and we will say to ourselves, to ourselves, that was quick. That was fast. I mean, my life there on earth was but an instant here today then gone the next that's how you'll respond because you'll be in heaven glorified and living eternally with the lord and so and so let us conclude here and uh, let me just quickly mention what's uh, what are some of the books that i am planning on reading and and producing some podcasts <clears throat> Uh, for uh, in the year 2022. So uh, there are at least two or three books that I still need to add to this list. Uh, but here are some of the books that I'm looking forward to reading in the new year and and uh, and sharing some podcast episodes with you with regards to these books. Uh, one of them is The Gospel at Work. And so it's Looking at uh, how, uh, for you know, for those of you who are in working in the secular, in the secular world, you know, what is it? What does it look like to work a, as a Christian? Uh, another one uh, for those of you who may be listening and are retired. Uh, one book um, I'm looking forward to reading is "Reimagine Retirement," and I'm not 
looking to read it because I'm looking forward to to retire. I mean, I am looking forward to retirement, but not in like uh, I guess not in a I don't know westernized way of retirement. I don't think it's too, ever too early to think about retirement, what your life might look like, but. I thought it'd be helpful for me. I thought it'd be helpful for some of you. So Reimagine Retirement by C.J. Cagle, I think, is how you pronounce that. And, of course, we have a book on, on missionaries. And uh, one another book is uh, Expository Apologetics by Vody Bauckham. Uh, another one is uh, Persistent Prayer by Guy Richard. And we have uh, an evangelism book there. And a productivity book as well, and another book on reading as well. This this one, not by a Christian, I don't believe, but it's called "The Pleasures of Reading in an Age of Distraction." I enjoy reading books on reading because they encourage me to continue to read, and I hope that they encourage others to read as well. Or they will encourage you to uh, to read as I as I record some episodes based on this book. So those are some of the books that I look forward to reading in the new year, and. By the time we get back, it will be the new year. So I look forward to catching up with you again in year 2022 and starting a whole new list of books. And so uh, may the Lord continue to, to bless you and keep you and take some time to reflect on the past year, what you have learned, what would you do differently, um, what things might you pray for, what are you looking to learn in the new year? And and plan, plan for uh, for those things. So, God bless you, and we'll catch you here next time.